Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Oh, hey, before we start the show, I got to tell you about the Allegedly podcast with my lawyers, Bo Bowen and Ryan Schmidt. They got pop culture, they got legal news, they got behind-the-scenes antics, and a whole lot of laughs. One of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Allegedly with Bo and Ryan at thebowenlawgroup.com. Link in the description and everywhere you get your podcasts, of course. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Bob. Bob. Bob, the Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, January 10, 2023. This is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, what's up? I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 720 of the Biden-Harris administration, 665 days until the 24th presidential election. I'm on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore goer. Patreon is bobseskashow.com. My link tree is in the goddamn description. And sitting right over there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. Just stay outside. You said it all. What? Who? What's going on? Sorry. Uh, it was COVID-19 again. I told it to wait <laughs> outside. Hey, hi, everybody. Hi. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And just today alone, this is our 15th attempt at doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> this time's the charm. Uh-huh. Uh, this is, I don't know about you. How's your week off to a good start? So far, so good. Uh, this has been like my lucky week. I don't know what happened, but somehow... I got a free subscription to C-SPAN Plus. <laughs> they show a lot more. Do they really? Just yeah, uh, yeah. softcore? Is that softcore uh, politics? And and I noticed uh, Republicans stayed away from George Santos as the new Congress began. <laughs> uh, not because he's a liar, but because he's not very good at it. <laughs> uh, we're, we're just finding out about some of the concessions uh, made by Kevin McCarthy to finally get him elected speaker. Oh, yes. But I found this one surprising. No more Taco Tuesdays. Bastard! Why, Why does he hate America? Oh, and uh, watching video of the people attacking the Capitol in Brazil, I am mm-hmm. pretty sure I saw a shirtless guy with a fur hat and horns. You know what? There actually was. There was an <laughs> actual guy dressed well, like that. I'm not making ru- that up. Way to ruin the joke. Okay. Uh, well, uh, hey, uh, uh, thank goodness for this, though. Uh, ever since DeMar Hamlin was injured, uh, we've gotten regular updates every day about the condition of the NFL. <laughs> One's doing better than the other. Uh, and, and finally, uh, scientists say they've come up with a vaccine mm-hmm. to protect the honeybee population from disease. Great. Yes, we have a vaccine for bees. 
<laughs> now, if there was only some way to inject it. All right, kicking off a brand new week with the great Rocky Mountain Mike. Here we go. Yeah. We caught him the Trump. <laughs> he came back out because we love our country, baby. Why can't they see? <laughs> He's crooked and shady. And we don't believe a word he says. No, sir, we don't. We can't go on together with seditious crimes. A precious natural resource. Yeah. You know, in the real song, it fades back in at this point. So it always spooks me. It's like, is it going to fade back in? I don't know. Uh, By the way, you can find Buzz Burbank at Michael J. Elston on Twitter. Rocky Mountain Mike is Rocky MNTN Mike also on Twitter. Okay. We've got lots to talk about today. Uh, Speaking of seditious crimes, we're going to talk about how indictments are just around the corner. You can smell them. You can smell them coming down Main Street. It's set in stone, and it's interesting. uh, Pardon my snorting. It's interesting. (laughs) Perhaps we'll edit that. (laughs) You know, you know, it's. It's you know you know it's it's interesting. Uh, I don't even remember now what I was going to say. So now you we're have talk, to edit. We're talking it. about indictments. We're talking about. Ind- I'm sorry, I did that. I did that to you. Talking I, about indictments of Trump. They're on the way, right? Yeah, I, I think it's inevitable. I think it's a done deal. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's interesting to me to see the skeptics still out there saying, "Nah, nothing going to happen. Nothing going to happen." Yeah, and and I understand where that comes from because so far. Nothing's happened, but <laughs> that's right. But but he, he, the way the dominoes are set up right now, uh, there's only one way things can go at this point, and none yeah. of them are good for Trump, and none of them are good for his lackeys in Washington, uh, many of whom are serving in the United States Congress in one capacity or another. Yeah. So uh, you know the end is near. It's it's slow. It's painful. I saw a negative speculation today from one of our one of our uh, more cynical uh, uh, progressive friends saying. Saying, well, and now that this thing, and we'll get back to the CBS News things later, but but basically saying how the news media is equating this and 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 what the result of that will be, uh, Garland dropping the investigation of the Trump documents case. Well, no, no, no I don't think that's going to happen at all. And we can talk about that more later. Yeah. But uh, no, the way the dominoes are lined up right now, there's only one way this can go. Well, Bloomberg has reported that uh, Jack Smith could decide whether to file criminal charges against Trump in just weeks after amassing a whole trove of new state documents concerning pressure to overturn the 2020 election. Uh, They're currently pouring over new emails, letters, and other Mm -hmm. records from Mm -hmm. battleground states. Uh, Brian Kidd, a former federal prosecutor, said, you can tell that it's moving quickly. 
Yeah, that part of the investigation, that part of the J, he's doing two investigations, right? J6 yeah. and the documents case. Yep. On the J6 thing, um, uh, he, he's got, he's been talking to, he's been doing what the J6 committee didn't do, and that is he's been able to force documents and testimony mm -hmm. from election officials around the country who participated in the fake elector scheme. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I imagine a series of indictments there. Uh, you know, so many of these folks are going down. We keep we're talking about a, a like a seven vote majority of mm -hmm. Republicans at this point in the House. Uh, if seven of them go away in handcuffs, uh, th that that could actually change. I don't know that that will happen per se, but I but I do also believe that members of Congress will be. Uh, facing legal challenges as well. Yeah, officials in Arizona, Georgia, New Mexico, and Nevada confirmed mm -hmm. to Bloomberg that they've compiled uh, they've complied with the grand jury subpoenas from Smith's office. The material turned over by Nevada and reviewed by Bloomberg reveals that Trump representatives baselessly accused the state's local officials of allowing election fraud and abuse soon after Trump lost the vote to Joe Biden. So that's right. all great right. news and I and I've been saying for some time now that be on your guard. They could be dropping any second. The word from me, and of course, I'm just speculating, but the word is from me is that this could happen any minute. Uh, we, we could wake up tomorrow morning and find yeah, out you could. Uh, that you Trump, yeah, Trump is already in custody or something like that. You, yeah. you, well, you know, a boy can dream. Yeah. You, you, uh, <laughs> you, you, mentioned, you mentioned weeks, and I can hear people, including myself, moaning at that because how many weeks have we waited already? Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I know that the cases have to be carefully built and all of that, and that's that's still uh, in process. But uh, it's it's very hard, and so I do understand where the frustration and the cynicism come from. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's just that I don't think, uh, based on your prediction and uh, ba based on, on the, the current circumstances yeah. and what we know about the investigation thus far, uh, there is only one way this can go, and that is trouble for Trump and his allies in Washington and Rudy. And this is all going to dovetail with the CBS News story. But before we get uh, into that, there's yeah. one more thing here as far as Trump legal jeopardy. This federal judge in New York has struck down Trump's motion to toss out Letitia James's lawsuit based mm -hmm. on allegations mm -hmm. that she waited too long to sue. Mm -hmm. So this is also good news that that lawsuit will be allowed to continue forward despite this ridiculous motion. Judge Arthur Engeron which sounds like yes. the name of a Klingon. Klingon Engeron, Engeron the or, Klingon, yeah. Or a Wall Street investment group, Engeron. <laughs> Engeron, exactly, of the state Supreme Court in Manhattan, rejected defense claims that James waited too long to sue, fell short of establishing fraud, and should have better justified the $250 million in damages she's seeking. So yeah. more and, good and news on that front. Indeed, and jumping back to the Georgia case, uh, as most of us know, I think by now, the, the uh, Georgia grand jury, the Fulton County grand jury has yeah. uh, finished its work investigating uh, attempts to oh, uh, alter the results yeah. of the Georgia election. And it, it has uh, produced a report, as it was commanded to do, that is uh, turned over to the prosecutor, uh, Fonnie Willis. She has made it clear that she will make that report public with the judge's approval. Judge has to approve it first. But I think we can look forward to seeing that report 
uh, very soon. And we don't want to, uh, as a prosecutor, you don't want to spill that too soon, as eager as we all are to see it, because you don't want to tip off the people who are going to get uh, knocks on their door at uh, yeah. 6, 6 a.m. Do we know whether that's going to happen? The report's going to drop before or after uh, potential it, it, indictments of Trump it, and so on, Giuliani and the rest. In a, in a matter of weeks, Bob. In a matter of weeks. <laughs> which, is, which, is the answer, which is the answer of everything. It, it won't be quite that long, but yeah. it will. Uh, the judge will have to look over the report and decide if anything should be redacted. Uh, and, and the prosecutor, you know, she's not going to tip her hand uh, to uh, the defendants, you know, the, yeah. the likely defendants in this case. So uh, we're going to have to be a little more patient on when we get to see it. But I, it is assured that we will see it. And I think it's pretty assured she's she's shown plenty of balls uh, so far in mm-hmm. going after the people she's gone after. Uh, so I don't think she will be reluctant to file charges uh, once uh, all the T's are crossed and I's dotted. It's kind of appropriate that they're using Trump's own metric for time. With Trump, remember, for in the entire four years, it's like, oh, yeah, it's going to happen on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, that'll, we'll reveal that in the, and he used to always say this, still says this, in the next period of time. And this is something that we're hearing now from uh, Jack Smith and Fonnie Wills. Oh, yeah, it'll happen in the next period of time. We all wanted it to happen yesterday or the yeah. day before that and the day before that. Uh, we've been as patient as we can be for as long as we can be. I think they sense that, too. But, again, you, you have to build a case you can win. You right. have to build a case that will convince a jury beyond a reasonable doubt. And if you don't have that, if you don't have the papers and everything to back that up, you're going to lose and, and waste your time. And then the defendant will be able to claim falsely, claim innocence. Yeah. And, by the way, we've got lots to talk about when it comes to Kevin McCarthy and the fuckery, the masturbatory weirdness <laughs> happening on the House side with the Republicans. We're going to talk about all that. But before we get into that, we have to talk about the CBS News story yeah. uh, because it relates directly to what we're discussing with regard to Donald Trump and the document theft and Mar-a-Lago and potential charges for that. Because this story, this reminds me so much, and I hate to continuously have to say this, because it's absolutely an indictment of the traditional press uh-huh. for sensationalizing something and then feeding into right-wing narratives with that sensationalism. And this story dropped, I want to say, about this time yesterday on Monday of this week. Mm-hmm. The tweet came down like this. I'll just read the tweet directly. Okay, fine. Exclusive, in all caps. Classified documents from Joe Biden's vice presidential office were discovered by the president's personal attorneys at the Penn Biden Center, a think tank in Washington, D.C. End of tweet. And then a link to the actual CBS News story. Holy fucking shit. This uh, was obviously framed as being this colossal bombshell that runs parallel to the Trump document theft. That's the idea. That's what they wanted to convey, obviously, with this misleading goddamn tweet. I have decided to label this reporting without context. Yeah. Reporting without context is not journalism. It's a Molotov cocktail. Right. And and its its purpose is is one. Wait, here's what is CBS thinking? Here's what CBS is thinking. <laughs> one, hey, we got an exclusive. Yeah. We remember Red Hats. It was we at CBS News who broke this story. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's an attempt to win back the Red Hat viewers that they've lost in recent years. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, of course, is 
the media, and we've established this before, the media loves a horse race, and they love controversy. And what they're doing here by omission, by, by omitting information, omitting context from their reporting, uh, they are throwing that Molotov cocktail and damaging democracy for the sake of clicks and viewers in the ratings. Mm -hmm. uh, this is all about business. This is, it's good for business uh, in today's modern media. Well, I guess it's always been the case, really. Uh, it's been the business of the media to focus on controversy and, as we've learned in recent years, to create it where it did not exist. And yeah. It's, it certainly doesn't exist in, in this case, except for what's been generated by, uh, by, by CBS News and other outlets that have followed up with it. Uh, this and, and um, our cynic friend that I mentioned earlier was, was right about this, and that is that uh, a lot of the American people will buy it. Yeah, a lot they of will. The American people will see both sides of me. Again, this is mass media uh, favoring clicks over democracy. Right. This is mass media failing to do its job at journalism and reporting the story in context. And by reporting it out of context, it's nothing more than a Molotov cocktail. It's so unprofessional. It's staggeringly yes, unprofessional. It is. And for a news organization like CBS News to behave this unprofessionally, it's not the first time we've seen this sort of thing from CBS no. News recently, but no. it's the most glaring and current example of this sort of thing where they understand. They know. Everyone who works in news right now understands the metrics of what people on the internet read and what they don't read. And right. what the sad fact of the matter is, is that, I forget the exact statistics, so correct me if I'm wrong, but 75% of people who click on a news article don't read past the headline. Right. Even fewer read past the lead of that article. Right. Most people actually just read the tweet and base their entire opinion about the story on the tweet itself. Absolutely correct. And so you have to, in this CBS News story, you have to read all the way down to paragraphs three and four. And mind you, paragraphs one and two are large. They're larger than right, usual. Larger, they contain more. Font, yeah. yeah, they contain more sentences per paragraph before you get to paragraph three, which says this. The same day the material was discovered, November 2nd, the White House Counsel's Office notified the National Archives, which took possession of the materials the following morning. So mm -hmm. all of those documents, and by the way, there were only 10 documents. 10. Right. 10 documents right. found and at this Penn Biden Center. Yeah. None, none of them nuclear-related in any way. No. By, you, know, by you, by know, you know how many documents Trump stole? More than 300 and counting. Mm -hmm. They found 10 that were in a, in a locked safe accidentally... And so you continue with this mitigating part of the story. It goes on to say uh, the discovery of these documents was made by the president's attorneys. Uh, the documents yes. were not the nope. subject of any previous request or inquiry right. by the archives. Since that discovery, the president's personal attorneys have cooperated with the archives and the Department of Justice in a process to ensure that any Obama-Biden administration records are appropriately in the possession of the archives. 
you, this didn't require this yeah. didn't require people to come in and kick down the door and and get these documents. Uh, Biden's own lawyers found these documents and immediately the yeah. same day, as Bob said, turned them over to archives and within 24 hours had these documents in the hands of archives uh, voluntarily. Uh, oops, we found these. Uh, we thought you ought to have them. We wasted no time getting them to you. Yeah. Uh, such a far cry from Trump, who uh, declared that the, the documents were his, uh, refused to turn them over, refused to respond to subpoenas, which is what led to the raid at Mar-a-Lago. Mm -hmm. uh, this is in no way the same, but that oversimplified headline that that only that people only see uh, is is everywhere and it's leaving people with the wrong impression I don't think it's going to cause Merrick Garland to back off his investigation of Trump's uh, uh, you know uh, documents at mar-a-lago uh, because of both sidesism I think that investigation and and for the progressives who were pissed off that uh, Merrick Garland chose a Trump-appointed prosecutor to investigate the Biden documents shows that Merrick Garland is nonpartisan, and also I think he chose this guy because he's good and because ultimately it will be found that, that no ill intention was involved in this. Of course not. Uh, you know, so I, I think Garland is confident in the outcome of the investigation before it even starts, and I think for... Uh, optics, I guess. He chose a Trump-appointed prosecutor uh, to make it look... So nobody could accuse him of choosing a, a right. Democrat. Uh, smart. You know, yeah, to go after. So, very smart move by Garland. And I just want to assure the people who are very worried about this that I think everything's going to be okay here. I just ran an experiment, Buzz, while you were saying yes. that. I took yes. the body of their tweet here that started uh -huh. out with the all-caps exclusive. Right. Talking about the CBS News tweet. Right. Plugged it into a new uh, post uh -huh. to see how many characters it would actually take up. I see. Uh -huh. And so if I add, okay, let's read the tweet again. Exclusive classified documents from Joe Biden's vice presidential office were discovered by the president's personal attorneys at the Penn Biden Center. So I inserted, after discovered, I inserted and returned to the archives. Mm-hmm. Into that yeah, tweet. And see, and notice the headline conveniently leaves out who discovered them. Yes. Biden's own people found them and right. within 24 hours had them in the hands of archives. This compares in no way to what Trump, done, Trump had done, but the headlines and the people who only read headlines it will lead us to a point where many Americans, perhaps even a slim majority, will believe it's both sides again. Exactly. And and and, and it's not because the media is Republican owned, although it may or may not be. It's not because it's it's for clicks and ratings, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's let's throw a Molotov cocktail and start a little fire so we can cover the fire. Exactly. That's what this is about. Yeah. It's yeah. it's journalistic arson. So with the addition of these addition these words here and return to the archives. Mm -hmm. There's still plenty of characters left over, even if you include the actual link to the story. So right. I've got exclusive classified documents from Joe Biden's vice presidential office were discovered and returned to the archives. Returned to the archives is what I inserted mm -hmm. by the president's personal attorneys at the Penn Biden Center, a think tank in Washington, D.C. Then I added the link. And then, of course, the thumbnail for the link comes up below it. The number of characters, it doesn't say necessarily where we are as far as right. the total number of characters of that, but the little dial thing that appears in the lower right-hand right corner. Progress bar, whatever. Yeah. yeah, that thing only shows up to around, I want to say, 10 or 11 o'clock 
on the, right. the little circle. Room left over. <clears throat> yeah, there's plenty of room. It's not even close to being in the danger zone of, the, of exceeding the number of characters. And, uh, so they could have easily done this and possibly diffused this whole thing. Now, granted, Fox News and Trump and all the rest would have gone bananas over this anyway. But at least in terms of Twitter visibility, they would have had a really difficult time saying that, oh, look, they stole these documents. Well, no, they were discovered and returned they were returned. The Department of Justice was informed. This is a nothing story. This is not the same in any way, shape, or form as the Trump story. And it's everywhere. Like I said, other media have picked it up. I am in the habit of, for lack of a better source, listening to the CBS hourly news almost every morning at 7 a.m. Eastern time, mm -hmm. and then listening to the CBS World News Roundup uh, at 8 a.m. Eastern time. And uh, this is a, I, I do, it's an institution, the World News Roundup. Uh, yeah. Started during World War II, launched the careers of Cronkite and, and many of the other pioneers of that day. And uh, so it, it's always been kind of a, a great standard. I was angry and disgusted this morning when I heard uh, both of those newscasts uh, frame this story without context. Right. They just, they, we found, they found classified documents at Joe Biden's place. In other news, uh, and, and, uh, you know, I just, I wanted, I wanted to strangle my phone at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's just, I was, uh, when I saw this, it was nothing but this. God damn it, God yeah. damn it, God right. damn it. For about three hours here. <laughs> It's a great Monday here in the house. I don't. I don't know what we do as as news consumers. I don't know what I. I don't know what message we can convey that will get through to CBS News on this. Yeah, They're not listening. Yeah. They don't care. They're going for clicks and ratings and wanting to win back the red hats they've lost over the last seven years. If you don't have the chops to be accurate and also get eyeballs on your work. You got no business being in journalism. You have no business being a professional journalist. Step down now. I've had this yeah. conversation with Brian Karam a couple of times, and it seems as though part of the problem is obviously the drive toward being first and getting clicks because right. you're first, getting that boost, getting that sort of engagement, expanding your reach on social media, uh, getting the downloads, getting the advertising revenue that goes along with all of that. That is mm -hmm. obviously a big deal. But also part of it is you get a lot of rookies, a lot of people who were just recently amateurs writing these stories, writing these headlines, copy yeah. editing these things, and not even occurring to them how incendiary this presentation actually is oh, see, beyond I think, the I think, content of the story. I think they know how incendiary. I think they know they made a Molotov cocktail here for the purpose of starting a fire that they can report on on an ongoing basis. Yeah, uh, yeah. This, they, they, they're looking for mileage out of this. Mm -hmm. And it, it's incomplete. It's not journalism if it's intentionally incomplete. Yeah. You intentionally, at least in the radio versions I heard, you intentionally left out any form of balance to that story or comparison or context, reporting without context. I'm seeing more and more reporting without attribution, you know, where they'll play a clip from somebody on television, for example, and not show us like they used to who that is and mm -hmm. where they're from and why they're on TV. Uh, we, we don't get that anymore. So attribution has been dropped. That's a tenet of journalism. Uh, and now context is being dropped as well. And it's intentional. It's throwing a Molotov cocktail to start a fire that 
that they can report on on an ongoing basis for the purpose of clicks and viewers and winning back the red hats they've alienated in the last seven years, period. If you want to know what I was screaming about through all of 2013 into 2014 when it came to the Edward Snowden documents, it was reporting right. like this. It wasn't necessarily, and I did cover, obviously, the motives of Edward Snowden and some of the content of right. the documents, but mainly, we saw a shit ton of shoddy journalism, exactly like the CBS News story. Mm. So you say, what do you say to CBS News? Well, I quote tweeted their goddamn awful tweet, and I said, the documents were immediately handed over to NARA and DOJ was informed, but good job suggesting a parallel to Trump's document theft. Quote, discovered and returned could have fit your tweet. Delete your account, CBS News. Pathetic. But I hope at some level, I hope somewhere at CBS News, someone saw this and went, ah, shit, we kind of fucked that up. But the tweet's still I, up. Yeah. Tweet's still I, up today. Right. And and they haven't be changed their behavior, really, yeah. because they're not listening, because they don't care, because all they do care about are those clicks and viewers. That's right. I, I, think, I think, I don't know what the source of the problem is. Here's my guess, that uh, more people are getting into journalism because they already have axes to grind. Yeah. I, yeah. I got into journalism before I had really formulated anything, and then I saw crimes being committed by the Nixon administration and, uh, you know, began to uh, say call those out. Uh, and the other thing I want to blame it on is poor education. You see so many spelling and, uh, and grammatical <laughs> errors now in journalism, yeah. and it's, a, it's not always a typo or, a, you know, it's not always Siri's fault, as I like to claim in my case. It's because uh, they, they've been poorly educated. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, less educated people with axes to grind getting into journalism, and uh, again, they're throwing a bomb here. That's yeah. all that is. Yep, and thank goodness in this case for CNN. Because they posted a side-by-side -side graphic clarifying the vast differences yeah. between these 10 Joe Biden documents and what's going on with Donald Trump and the documents at Mar-a-Lago. So the headline here says classified documents found, and then below it on the left, Joe Biden, there's a picture of Joe Biden, it says under 12 documents total, some top secret. Uh, he is cooperating with NARA and the DOJ, and lawyers found and alerted the archives of the existence of these documents. On the right side, there's Donald Trump with a picture of Donald Trump. You know the picture of Donald Trump they use? Right. Is the little smirk that he does when he's pretending to write something. Right. I documented right. this face. It's Donald Trump's writing face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whenever he's pretending to sign a bill or pretending to write his State of the Union speech one year, and they took a picture of him, and he was holding like this big, it was almost like an art sketch pad. And he was bending the front of it up so you couldn't see that there was actually no writing on it. Anyway, that it's the, his weird smirky face that he does when he pretends to write things. Right. <laughs> and then it says 160 plus secret, 60 top secret. Uh, there were a total of 300 government documents found, by the way. Yes. Uh, he's under investigation for obstruction, and the FBI searched his place after he ignored a subpoena. So uh, Biden, thank goodness the, CNN did this side-by-side -side comparison, huh? Absolutely, and and you know Biden did the opposite of that. He 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 brought them forth. He didn't he didn't you know he didn't delay. He didn't yeah, challenge. Course. You know, right? Uh, for those of you who screamed when Bob said CNN, uh, <laughs> I, I I half agree with you, and I'll tell you how I delineate. Uh, CNN on air sucks. I 
CNN is not in my personalized program grid on my viewing devices. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not one of the choices. I've no. taken it out. Yeah, I never. I never. Ever. Ever. Ever watch CNN, but. Mm-hmm. Their online presence is awesome. Yeah. Uh, they are a great source of news online. Uh, I've been very happy with their work there. I wish CNN would sign off the TV and and uh, just do online stuff because what they're doing there is, is real journalism and uh, very reliable, and uh, I'm very satisfied with the job that they're doing online, on the air, and not so much. So that's where I'm... With or not with uh, those of you who are completely anti-CNN. And let me be clear about something else, too. If Joe Biden had done exactly what Donald Trump had done, I would absolutely be sitting here calling for a special counsel to investigate that. Just because there were 10 documents found by Joe Biden doesn't erase what Trump has done. The obstruction of justice, the possible espionage, the, the document theft, all the rest of it, lying to the FBI. The entire roster of things that fall under the banner headline of Mar-a-Lago document theft. <laughs> if you were if you were to take the scale of justice and put Trump's case on one tray and Biden's case on the other, the Trump tray would slam to the table. Yeah. And of course, uh, Don Jr. did a rumble rant about it <laughs> yesterday. Uh-huh. And uh, and it's Don Jr.'s going through something right now with his hand gestures. <laughs> His, it's almost as if his arms and hands are no longer connected to his body. <laughs> you ever watch one of those videos of a dog eating dinner and it's like a human behind them with the hands holding the fork and putting the food in the mouth? Right. So it's like a dog that has human arms, but they don't right. quite match up exactly with the dog's mouth. That's what every single one of Don Jr.'s <laughs> rumble videos have looked like for like the past four days. But wow. yeah, he's got many issues. Meantime, uh, Jesse Waters and Dana Lash... We're on uh, Jesse Waters' show, his, oh my God, his top-rated Fox News show. You know, Jesse Waters is on two of the top 10 most viewed cable news shows in all of 2022. See, that's what we should be frightened of. And, yeah. and not just the fact that they're doing it, but the fact that so many people are watching and believing. Some of them are watching for amusement or or just to you know see what's going on over there. But uh, I would say the majority of Fox viewers uh, just eat it up with a spoon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever, whatever Fox, uh, you know, Fox News Channel TV dishes out. Uh, yeah, yeah. And but but I do think it would help to uh, throw some water on that fire. <laughs> and, uh, and I do hope that uh, some of these lawsuits ultimately shut down, uh, severely damage, or uh, greatly change Fox News. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I forget if I talked about this on Thursday or Friday last week, but here are the mm-hmm. top 10 highest-rated cable news shows in all of 2022, according right. to TV Newser. This will give you an impression of how liberal the news media is. Yes. Number 10, MSNBC's Alex Wagner slash Rachel Maddow. Number nine, America's Newsroom, Fox News Channel. Number eight, outnumbered, Fox News Channel. Number seven, Gutfeld, Fox News Channel. See, it puts an exclamation mark. You got to yes. do it that way. You got to scream it, yeah. The Ingram Angle, Fox News Channel. Number six. Number five, Special wow. Report with Brett Baer, Fox News Channel. Number four, Hannity, Fox News Channel. Number three, Jesse Waters Primetime, Fox News Channel. Number two, Tucker Carlson Tonight, Fox News Channel. And number one, 
The Five, Fox News Channel, hosted, moderated by Jesse Waters. Yeah. Yeah. So there's your liberal media. But uh, I'm going to get back to this Jesse Waters, Dana Lash thing here mm-hmm. in just a second. Because, yes, whatever CBS News intended to do with that tweet and that story, it's working. Because yep. the Republicans are completely losing what's left of their spadoinkle over all of this. Mm-hmm. So good job, CBS News. You just yeah, started a whole thing. And get, get ready for the select committee uh, in and, the House of it, Representatives to investigate this. In doing this irresponsible reporting, CBS has, in this instance and pr- probably others, damaged democracy. That's not the job of the fifth estate. The job of the fifth estate is not to destroy uh, Mm -hmm. democracy, but that's what they've done here. This is an intentional bombing. Yes, indeed. So we'll continue talking about this uh, CBS News story. Plus, we need to talk about uh, all the uh, jerking off that's happening among the House Republicans and uh, the chaos from Friday night, especially with... uh, Mike Rogers and his toupee going after and <laughs> Mad Gates. We'll we'll also answer the question: Is there such a thing as masturbatory fuckery? That's what we <laughs> want to find That's out. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by the After Party Podcast on our Patreon page. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth Bob Seska show podcast for the week. But uh, no, it's not like this show. It's not like Wednesday's no, show. It's not like Thursday's no. show. Totally different from the usual shows that we do. The Friday After Party podcast is loaded with all the politics that you want, while also including uncensored, completely obscene. I don't know if it's completely oh obscene, but it's well, semi. plenty semi of obscenities. Obscene. And we talk about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the crap we can't get away with on the free show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday After Party podcast for just $10 per month on our Patreon page. And bonus, you're also going to get two Shadow Docket shows every week included in that level of support. Of course, every uh, Tuesday and every Thursday. That's bobseskashow.com, patreon.com slash bobseskashow, uh, or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And we thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bar at midnight, Susan's my right hand. I'm all the water in Mexico, and she is a sand. And I didn't mean to hurt you, but I gotta be what I am. 
The truth is there's just not enough time in the history of man So bring out your priest, bring out your book Put me down on my knees I love this track. This is uh, The Burnt Pines. Another song from The Burnt Pines. The song's called Bring Out Your Book. Link in the description, of course. Support all the independent bands on the show. Wow. As I've been uh, announcing, we're going to go back to the indie music countdown, but with no talking. It's just going to be all music. Wall-to-wall music. Less rock. More more rock, less no talk. 18 or 19 in a row. That doesn't quite roll (laughs) off the tongue like 10 in a row, but 18 and 19 in a row or 19 in a row. Works little does it. these days. I, I when the song started, especially, <laughs> I thought I thought of Spurs. I thought of, and then Spurs made me think uh, r- r- to remind everyone or to remind you or tell you that that uh, my wife is upset with uh, Rocky Mountain Mike because she can't oh. get, uh, yeah, that she can't get that song out of her head. She she can't get to strawberry or strawberry wine out of her head. Uh, summer wine. Uh, I, she, I, let me re-say that with an edit. Okay. She can't she can't get summer wine out of her head. Uh, and she's been going around <laughs> humming it, and uh, so it's all the fault of Rocky Mountain Mike with help from uh, Jody Hamilton. Yeah, you know what? I don't think we've played that on the Tuesday show yet. So here's a brief sample. Strawberries, cherries, and an angel's kiss in spring. So let me play a second of it here. My summer wine is really made from all these things. Sorry, Marsha Elston. (laughs) (laughs) This is for you, babe. Yeah. I walked in town on silver spurs that jingled too. See, spurs. A song that I had only sang for just a few. She saw my silver spurs and said, let's pass some time, and I will give to you summer wine. Yeah. Oh, summer wine. Yeah, Jody Hamilton, Rocky Mountain Mike. You can find this music video at Rocky Mountain Mike's uh, uh, YouTube channel. Oh, great. Yeah, subscribe yeah. to that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Jesse Waters, Dana Lash were on the air last night taking the bait as they're supposed to. That was mm-hmm. the intention from CBS well, sure. News. We can only assume it. Dana Lash kept screaming, Where's the raid? Which made me immediately think of Jenk Uger. Where's the plane? <laughs> I don't know, Buzz, if you know that story. Years ago, Jenk was trapped at an airport in the terminal where the plane was late that he was supposed to take back to wherever it is he lives. And so he started to go live on social media with video where he kept screaming, Where's the plane? Yeah, just making an ass of himself. You know, I don't he even was, know who that is. He's being that guy. Jenk Uger from the Young Turks podcast. Yeah. Ah. And by the way, he went after me and Hal for no reason whatsoever on Twitter the other day. Uh, this was, uh, what, three days ago? For some reason... Like I, like I said, I don't even know who he is. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, he's the guy who yells... Where's the plane? <laughs> he said, uh, why don't you force the vote clowns and fake left brigade go tell Hal Sparks and Bob Seska that I secretly work for the establishment? I don't understand what any of that means. No, no, then he I'm said, sure uh, he does. Yeah. yeah, they'll love to hear it when you guys can fight each other in your different imaginary worlds in the multiverse that is Twitter. 
I don't know wow. what the fuck he's talking about there. I'll, I'll have what he's having. Yeah. Hal Sparks quote tweeted, Hal Sparks said, don't drag Bob and I into your personal hell, you chump. You dug this hole for yourself. And there a bunch of laughing emojis. And then I replied to Hal. I said, I have no idea what he's shrieking about, but he probably calculated that it'll boost his Twitter engagement, and that's what matters. Yeah. And so that's, well, see, yeah. Yeah, what, what, what Dana Lash made me think of with Where's the Raid is I thought of the insect uh, killer. You know, <laughs> yeah. Where's and, the raid? And, of course, I went to. Where's the yeah. <laughs> of course. Meantime, Donald Trump was screaming about it on Truth Central. Is that Truth the name of his Truth, 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 Truth Central. Something like that. Same, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He said uh, Biden giving China highly classified documents would be a bridge too far. It would be if it happened. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't do that. Not a good situation for our country to be in. You know what that means? That means Donald Trump absolutely gave classified documents to China. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, right? Right, that Donald? China! Yeah. That's how they roll. Absolutely. Okay. Chaos in the House of Representatives from Friday night. Uh, flaccid Kevin McCarthy finally won on the 15th ballot. You know, I, I think it's good, uh, ultimately, that uh, we, we got to, at first, enjoy the schadenfreude of it. You know? and, <laughs> yeah. At first, at first, it was funny, and everybody on Twitter became a comedian. And mm -hmm. uh, they, they wrote all the good punchlines for, for that situation. Uh, and, and that was a lot of fun. But then, as it wore on, you began to realize, we all began to realize, well, you know, democracy is kind of on the line here. Uh, yeah. maybe, we ought to, maybe we ought to take this a bit more seriously. And, uh, yeah, uh, they finally got it done after McCarthy bent over. <laughs> that is absolutely true. And you could see it on television. Yep. You could see how Matt Gates had Kevin McCarthy by the nuts. Mm -hmm. uh, and then... All hell broke loose after the 14th vote. And Kimberly and I were watching this live. I think everyone was watching this live as it was happening. And uh, as they started to pan away from Matt Gates, uh, you know, with that shot, that sort of right. overhead isometric shot of the floor of the house, suddenly this guy, Mike Rogers from Alabama, tried to deck Matt Gates. And it, mm -hmm. it initially happened so that it was kind of behind an MSNBC on-screen graphic. So right. I didn't see it right away. And it was like, oh, my God. And then Ali Velshi announces, Mike Rogers has tried to attack Matt Gates." Uh -huh. And I said, where's the video? Where's the play? Where's the play? Right. I said, where's, where's the video of this? Right. I, I got to see the video. And, and sure enough, they showed it. It did not disappoint, mainly right. because of... Mike Rogers' horrendous toupee. You know that would have <laughs> that would have made it even better if if only that had come off. Yeah, yes. that would have been great. Because I mean, you saw the guy come up behind Mike Rogers and grab him by the face to yeah, pull him away from and, Matt Gates and hand over his mouth. Uh, that still frame from that video. <laughs> Uh, Lawrence O'Donnell last night at the top of his show declared was the photo of the week. Yes, uh, and and because it, he rightly identified it as uh, as identifying the Republican Party as it, yeah. as it is today and the chaos that it's in. Uh -huh. And uh, there there's reason to be amused by that, and there's reason to be concerned about that. And I guess that's what we're going to talk about now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, once again, Republicans illustrating themselves as being children who can't find the words to express their rage. So they lash out. They invade and occupy Congress. They try to physically assault other members of their own goddamn caucus. Mm -hmm. This is the last result. They wear guns to go shopping for 
cat litter at Walmart. You got to make sure you're armed with an AR-15 if you're going to go shopping for cat litter yes, or whatever of the fuck. If you want to be, if you want to be safe, like Madison Cawthorn, yeah, and to be your own first responder. Uh, I want to do a shout out for a, a Twitter account that people ought to follow because it's extremely good and extremely amusing. Is it Jenk Uger's account? Where's the plane? Uh, it's it's no, it's called Bad Lip Reading. Oh Just yes, they're me. great. Yeah, and and uh, they they had some video. It, there was no audio because of the distance from the microphones, but we saw on video through the C-SPAN <laughs> coverage that was so unfiltered. That's the C-SPAN Plus we're talking about. Yeah. Here. Uh, they, uh, we saw this confrontation on the floor between Kevin McCarthy and Matt Gates, and we don't know what they were saying, but the folks at Bad Lip Reading do, and uh, they they uh, managed to come up with dialogue for this that matches the movement of the players' mouths, and yeah. so it looks like they're really saying what Bad Lip Reading has decided they're saying, and they're just hilarious. I, I highly recommend you seek them out. I think the guy who does the Bad Lip Reading has a parent who's deaf and huh. so therefore he's learned over the <laughs> wow. years to read lips and, wow. and and so that's what he does what he does is he reads the lips of the people talking oh on God. on the video and so then good. and then if, especially if it's the wrong word that's right. the word that he uses so yeah his youtube channel is enormous it goes back I think it goes all the way back to like the 2012 election, maybe even prior to that. Wow. Some really entertaining stuff. We used to always play the uh, some of the debate, bad lip reading they used to <laughs> right. oh. take a presidential debate. Well, I'm late to the party, <laughs> but man, what a party it is. Yeah, there was that one debate, that first debate between Obama and Romney in 2012, where Obama was <laughs> semi out to lunch or, I don't know, just not... Not in the groove that night. And I think that was one of the first debate-oriented wow. bad lip-reading videos. <laughs> Just classic fucking stuff. But yeah, you're exactly right. Some of the bad lip-reading videos of the uh, House proceedings were really, really funny we, as fuck. We, we, we got video that we wouldn't normally see because yeah. uh, the there were no rules. There were no House rules in effect at the time. And so mm -hmm. C-SPAN could do what? television ought to do and that's yeah. bring you bring you the pictures and 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 they did and so we really got a look at congress uh that we hadn't seen before because mm -hmm. it's all carefully orchestrated when uh when house rules are in place uh but they weren't at the time and and so we got to see a lot of things that we wouldn't normally have seen and a number of people have said you know what we ought to be able to see that kind of coverage all the time yeah yeah well it's always there <laughs> It's, I mean, C-SPAN is always well. On. They are, but it's 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 sort of pre-edited. Uh, they yeah. don't show the gallery. They don't show what's going on out on the floor uh, because House rules prohibit it when House rules are in effect. Well, especially now because one of the right. things they've done is they're going to be mm -hmm. using uh, what uh, in-house cameras to cover proceedings. The C-SPAN will no longer be shooting at least through the course of this Congress, through the next two years. Wow. It's not going to be C-SPAN cameras. It's going to be cameras run by, basically, Republican leadership. Yeah. Uh, but that is all included in this new rules package that was passed last mm -hmm. night. It was uh, passed Monday evening in a, a mostly party-line vote, 220 to 213. Get used to seeing those numbers a lot over the yes. next couple of years. With just yes. one Republican, one Republican voted no. But the package includes the so-called three to go. Yeah, the yeah. package includes the so-called Holman Rule, which allows mm -hmm. lawmakers to use spending bills to defund specific programs and fire federal officials or reduce their pay. Obviously, right. this is being aimed in the direction of people like Jack Smith. Mm -hmm. 
It's vengeance. Yeah. And, and you know what? Kimberly and I noticed last night a bunch of Republicans, and not elected Republicans or prominent Republicans whatsoever, but I think Red Hats right now believe that the House of Representatives, the House Republicans, using the Holman rule, can fire Jack Smith without mm. the legislation going through the Senate and getting signed by the president. Which That's what they think. Which is not accurate <clears throat> whatsoever. That's not how yeah. things work. Any, you know, there's, anything there's what, has to be passed through the Senate and the, the president, there, too. There's, there's what this House intends to do, and then there's what it can get past the Senate and the White House, and I think we all know how that's going to go. Yeah. Uh, what they hope to achieve here is messaging. Uh, the Republicans will pass bills to, uh, as I perhaps said before, fight crime, uh, to, uh, that they claim fight crime, mm -hmm. and then uh, belittle uh, Democrats for not uh, passing it in the Senate or and the Democratic president for not signing it. So it gives them stuff to blame on us, yeah. which is what this is really all about. Mm -hmm. And and uh, there there's reason to be frightened about uh, what this House is trying to do, but uh, I think we have some assurance that they will not succeed, especially when you consider that it only takes four Republicans to rebel against McCarthy for uh, there to be a Democratic majority in votes. Yeah. Uh, you know, th this is such a slim margin, and he's been so stripped of power, as have future uh, speakers, uh, because of this rules change. Mm -hmm. uh, although I suppose the rules can be changed again, and, and they have been. But but for now, the, the, the precedent shall be that uh, the speaker can be thrown out uh, any day. Now, and uh, that doesn't just mean Matt Gates can stand up and say, I, I move to vacate uh, McCarthy as speaker. It means Eric Swalwell can stand up and say, yeah. I move to vacate uh, Kevin McCarthy as speaker. Any member of the House can do that. So uh, not a lot's going to get done. There'll be a lot of performative politics, uh, but uh, it, I guess it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, and there are some things to fear. If they can get six Republicans to sign on, I know that's a big ask, but if they can get six well, quote-unquote moderate Republicans, mm -hmm. semi-sane, if they even exist anymore, doesn't seem like they do, but if they can, few, if they few. can manage to do that, make cut a deal with uh, six Republicans, then they can maybe do something like that. But it, it's I, unlikely. I, I, I don't know if uh, we have uh, six moderate Republicans. I know we have a few. <laughs> I don't have the, the exact count on that. Uh, but uh, a few moderate Republicans plus a few Republicans who just want to screw with McCarthy yeah. Uh, yeah. can change their votes, <laughs> and uh, boom, we win again. Exactly. Uh, so it, it'll, it, it, they won't get anything done. That's the important, mm -hmm. except make a show, make yeah. lots of shows. And, uh, you know, there, there are other things to, to fear as well. But, right. uh, it, I mean, it's scary that the, this is what they're all about, mm -hmm. uh, but I just don't think they're going to get very far. Well, the rules package also makes it harder for lawmakers to raise the debt limit. Uh, so when this comes up, that's real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When this comes up, I believe it's September. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's when the debt limit comes up uh, again. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, it'll probably hopefully come up before that because yeah. uh, the new fiscal year starts on October 1st. So oh, there it has go. to be yeah. done by September. Exactly. So when that comes up, remember this phrase, the Republicans have made it harder for lawmakers to raise the debt limit. This has nothing to do with, well, it's also Joe Biden's fault and the Democrats in the Senate because they don't want to agree to our spending cuts. No, right. That's horse shit. They are already 
irrespective of what spending looks like in September, October, they're all prepared to hold the debt ceiling hostage like they normally do. Play with that brinksmanship and lead us up to the very, very edge of economic calamity. Oh, and they may even they they may even let us go over at this time. And this is one of the very real things to be concerned about. Yeah. Uh, The the other is uh, defunding the IRS uh, and and cutting uh, the budget to what it was two years ago, which, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is going to mean cut in every department, in, oh, yeah, in, yeah. in every agency, every level of government. Well, yeah, that's that was a separate piece of legislation that was just passed, but uh, I think the last right. part of this rules package was right. uh, Sorry. Yes. That, that it paves the way for the creation of a new select committee under the Judiciary Committee focused on mm-hmm. the weaponization of the federal government. And that's the other thing to be worried about, the rules. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to come back to the debt limit here in a second. Yeah, but sorry about that. Uh, it's okay. But attached to, to this uh, rules package was a, a set of of quote-unquote secret documents, shadow documents, where mm-hmm. very few people know the details behind them. Axios has a report here where they've got a sense of what these secret documents, These, mm-hmm. it's a secret three-page addendum worked out between McCarthy and the Rodeo Clown Caucus. One of the uh, they, Does this refer to the handshake deals that were made that are were not published as part of the agreement? Exactly. I see, okay. This is uh, first reported by Punchbowl News on Monday. One of the concessions is three seats set aside for conservatives on the Rules uh-huh. Committee as well as representation for them on the Powerful Appropriations Committee. Other McCarthy giveaways include votes on congressional term limits and a select committee on the weapons. Okay, we already talked about that. that yeah. uh, one thing the document doesn't contain, according to NRCC Chair Richard Hudson, who said he's seen it, is promised committee chairmanships for specific members. So mm-hmm. no names, mm-hmm. just representation on panels. Right. So uh, Be concerned about uh, the influence of uh, the far right wing on, on the ethics panel. And, and the ethics committee is, is, this is another thing to be f- concerned about, if not fearful, and, and that is the gutting of the ethics committee and yeah. uh, you know the the office, the independent office that investigates that, uh, the gutting of, of those offices. Uh, who would uh, what they're essentially doing is defunding the police who watch over them. <laughs> so this is this now. Why would someone want to defund the police that was uh, supervising them unless they were breaking the law, unless they yeah. were. Cor- corrupt it's and that's why uh, mm-hmm. crooks these are crooks defund the police that's who defund and by defunding the ethics committee and and its work and and dissolving it and and breaking it at, at its kneecaps uh this is going to allow them to get away with stuff yeah more stuff well, at 99.9% of everything the House of Representatives passes, it's merely for messaging. It has nothing to do with any legitimate right, chance right, that something will right. become law. For example, this vote they took, uh, I believe it was last night, on repealing this funding for the IRS, which would have increased the number of employees of the IRS by something like 87,000. And I say employees because they're trying to make it seem as if these are 87,000 investigatory agents, auditors, and so on. No. People the, the criminal people. division. Yeah, there are IT people, assistants, etc. Uh, that's the reason for this $80 billion overhaul of, of there, the IRS. There, and, and this is something else. The, the media plays the clips of Jim Jordan and others 
uh, talking about this, but it only gives that side of the story. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's their way of saying, hey, we're giving both sides of the story. Yeah. But uh, no, this is, uh, you know, this, this, this is benefits. I had a little discussion with Steve Scalise about this this morning. This benefits the rich. And, and it hurts the middle class because it, it means uh, the rich are more likely to get away with cheating. And it means the rest of us are uh, going to have to wait longer to get our refunds because there aren't enough administrators and IT people or equipment, modern equipment, to get the refunds back in our hands. Yeah. And that's what this is really about. There, None of these 87,000 agents to be hired over a 10-year stretch, mm -hmm. none of them are coming to your house to destroy your family and the American way of life. Exactly right. There's just a backlog of work because the IRS is immensely underfunded and understaffed. Mm -hmm. These and are all Republicans did that. Republicans did that a, a few years back when uh, they were the Tea Party and not mm -hmm. the Freedom Caucus. The, yep. the Tea Party morphed in. And when it was Tea Party, they, they started a lot of PACs and a lot of groups that they claimed were charitable organizations yeah. uh, to, to avoid having to pay taxes. The IRS went after them, and so Republicans cut funding to the IRS. Now, that'll teach them. Yeah. Uh, and, and so now we're, we're back to that again. They're trying to take back the funding that would have gotten your, and still will, get your refunds to you faster. So what we know is that in order to run the federal government, it needs to have money. Money. Pe people yeah. need to be paid. To services need to be financed. Defense. The country needs to be defended, yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, funding has to be collected. And the organization tasked with doing that, the agency is the Internal Revenue Service. Right. And what the Republicans want to do is they want to abolish the IRS. And the question remains, well, then who's going to collect all the revenue? Who's going to collect taxes? Who's going to right. make sure people are paying their taxes? The Who's defense do of this country yeah. and other vital services will be funded how exactly? Yeah, they just don't have any answer to that. They say, no. you know, they let's defund the IRS, let's eliminate the IRS, and then everyone do their tax returns on a like a three-by-five card. But then who collects that fucking card if you've mm -hmm. abolished the IRS? These right. are mysteries, Republican <laughs> mysteries, that I still have not received a decent answer for. And it, does, it doesn't matter if we do a flat tax or a so-called fair tax. Yeah. It, somebody has to do that administrative clerical work. Exactly. And our friend G. Gordon Liddy used to say the flat tax does not work. G. Mm -hmm. Gordon Liddy was opposed to the flat tax. Strangely enough, he was right on that one. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while. Yeah. yeah, every once in a while. Have you seen the trailer for the White House Plumbers yet, by the way? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I haven't seen the trailer. I'm very excited, though. I did see that it's coming up on HBO Max. So yeah, Woody Harrelson as E. Howard Hunt oh, and Justin Theroux plays Liddy, and they're the two it's, main characters in the story. And I saw a still frame of the two of them, and it looked, it looked, you know, it looked real. It looked right, and so I, I am, and I know it's going to be great. And I've. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know a little bit about the, the script, so I'm looking forward to it. And it's Adam McKay. <laughs> so it's going to be fucking great. All right, we're going to take one last break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, what happened in Brazil and maybe a little bit about the debt ceiling and a whole lot Brazil. more. Brazil. <laughs> yeah, short break. Brazil. Back after these words. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. This is uh, the Paul Madden Band, featuring Dave Barrett from Elijah Bone, one of our favorites. Ah. This great guy, yeah. Love Elijah Bone, love Dave Barrett. Hi, Dave. He's always listening to the show. This is his brand new project called the Paul Madden Band, and uh, they're still working on this album. So I don't have a link to show you where to download it because... It's that fresh. Yes, they are sending me demos that they're working on in the studio. (laughs) If that's the demo, I can't wait to hear because that, and I I really developed a love for the blues, and that's uh, definitely got a blues thread running through it. In fact, you know what? I bet Don Henley would be pissed off that they wrote that song because it sounds like (laughs) a Don Henley. You know what? I'm surprised he doesn't try to sue us for playing it because it just because it sounds like it would be a Don Henley song. Uh, but yeah, great. Paul Madden Band. Links in the description to support uh, all of the indie music on the show. Although, I don't know if there's a link for the Paul Madden Band yet, because it's so new and so, wow. That's, yeah, is, this in is the so, box. This is not even quite, just barely out of the oven here. I know. I'm getting yeah. these exclusives. Great That's stuff. Impressive. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Hey, uh, can, can I add something to my plug, my social media plug? Yes, please. Do, and I, for which I'm very grateful. Uh, these are good follows, if, for those of you unfamiliar, because I do, I do breaking news, uh, Rapidly and accurately. Yeah. Uh, on, on, but on, I only bother you for stuff I know you're really, really interested in. I don't do like every little thing that moves. <laughs> I do the stuff I know you're really going to either it's either going to make you mad or very happy. Uh, but it's stuff that I know you care about deeply. So if you kind of want a source of breaking news that's quick and accurate, uh, I'm a good follow. Yeah. At, Mi- at Michael J. Elson on Twitter. And in fact, I always put a link in the description. So if you look at the description, right. it says uh, at the bottom it says with Buzz Burbank, and then I list the, you know, the music that we play, and the, where it says Buzz Burbank, that's a link, and that'll take you right to uh, we, uh, Buzz's we, Twitter we've, account. We've told people to go there. We never told them why. <laughs> so I thought we might add that in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Good move. Yeah. All right. Uh, for those of you who are just joining us, who are just getting into politics, and you're kind of new to the scene, <laughs> I have right. a brief explanation here of oh, what is the debt ceiling. Let let me walk you through our Donnelly nut spacing and crack system rim riding grip configuration. The debt ceiling. Using a field of half C sprats and brass fitted nickel slits, <laughs> our bracketed caps yeah. and splay flexed brace columns. Very important. Vent dampers yeah. to dampening edge steps of one half meter from the damper crown to the spur of plinth. Exactly. All the way Ow. to the spur. <laughs> 
we bolster 12 husk nuts to each girdle, Jerry. While flex tandems press a task apparatus of 10 vertically composited patch amplers. Then pin flam fasten pan traps at both maiden apexes of the gym joint. Now, there you go. See, it's as easy as go. that. It, and he he did all of that on a whiteboard. So, <laughs> as easy as one, two, three, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That's how the debt limit works. So, uh, Bob Good was on Fox News Channel this oh, week. Boy. Congressman Bob Good. So he's basically telegraphing, as the rest of the Republicans are, that they have no intention of raising the debt ceiling. I think Charlie Pierce believes that they ultimately will because of the circumstances that will occur if it doesn't get raised, which is basically economic calamity. You know, they're not sometimes they're not real smart. And I think what Republicans are counting on is uh, that the Democrats will block this and then Mm -hmm. they can blame the Democrats and claim that they're just as bad for refusing to negotiate or or whatever point that comes to. So I think I don't I think it'll backfire on them. I don't think it'll work. Uh, But but I think that's what their intentions are. And so they may go farther with this than you thought. And remember what the end game is here for them. And that is to cut or eliminate Social Security and Medicare. That's right. And and they're making that part of the deal. Basically, what Republicans are saying to Democrats is either you let us cut Social Security and Medicare or we'll let the country default on its loans and ruin its credit. Yeah. Instant, instantly. And and at the same time, uh, shut down government services. And even worse, uh, here's what Bob Good said on television. He said, the uh-huh. real test for us will be when the debt ceiling situation arises. When we reach the debt limit, we've got to have the willingness to go to the mat over that, to force mm-hmm. cuts in spending. There I cannot go. describe... How childish, how reckless this ultimately is. He said, we've got to show courage. Then he said, we've got to be forced either spending cuts or not be willing to raise the debt limit. Then he said, we ought to eliminate all funding from government that has to do with climate extremism. Mm -hmm. So the option is... We either default on our debt, sending the nation spiraling into an economic depression, the likes of which we've never seen before, or we can uh, concede to the Republican demands about cutting all spending uh, to battle the climate crisis, and then humanity you know, goes extinct. They're, they're, fi- they're fighting over an arbitrary number, uh, yeah. first of all. It's, it's, the debt limit is whatever we say it is. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how the debt limit works. And it, right. it really it ultimately means nothing in, in that regard. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, they're basically saying a pretty nice economy, pretty nice planet you got here. It would be a shame <laughs> if anything happened to that's them. Right. And they're, they're holding the planet and this economy hostage, mm-hmm. saying we, we will kill our hostages if you don't let us cut. Social Security and Medicare. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that ends. I really don't. I I think I would hope that it would end with them caving and and, and uh, that they just use this as performative politics. But I, I worry that they might really push us over the cliff this time. That's where the Holman rule is going to come in. 
That's where they're going to try to fire Jack Smith. That's where they're going to try to right. uh, defund the IRS or defund the Department of Justice or defund right. the FBI, you know, because they're the law and order people. This is the bargaining chip that they're going to be using, and they're going to hold all of these big ticket items over until it comes down to raising the debt ceiling. And they say, okay, well, Joe Biden, you want to raise that debt ceiling? You want to prevent an economic calamity? Well, you mm-hmm. tax and spend liberals, you're going to have to cut all kinds of spending, as you were saying, t- uh, Social Security. Security, Medicare, mm-hmm. Medicaid, oh, yeah. let's fire Jack Smith, let's get rid of the IRS. Those are going to be the uh, the demands Your, that they make in exchange for doing something, which is the responsible thing to do, this goddamn debt ceiling business. You, your Social Security, which you are entitled to because you earned it and because you paid into it, that's your money, that's in danger, uh, that's <clears throat> what's being held hostage and threatened to death by Republicans if they... If they if they don't let us in. Mm-hmm. And, and so the only choice then is for the U.S. to default. I mean, I don't think it'll come to that. I hope it. But I do have a sense that this time they're willing to go all the way. Yes, indeed. And um, Trumpism is still on the march, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In uh, Brazil, I think we all saw a video of Brazil. what happened. Uh, yeah, with the insurrection there. Very familiar looking, of course. Steve Bannon helped to instigate this one just like he helped to instigate the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Bannon's still at large, <laughs> despite yeah, yeah. being still, indicted for fraud and conspiracy oh, in New York. He, he's already been sentenced to prison, uh, but he's out uh, on bail uh, yeah. awaiting uh, because he's appealing that decision. And he's facing other. Uh, I, he will end up in prison. It's yeah. just it's it's once again, we're all used to this now. It's going to take a little while. One of the funniest things that came out of the Brazil election is seeing Bolsonaro shopping for groceries at a Publix in Florida. It reminded me a lot of that picture of of Mitt Romney right after the 2012 election, where here you got a guy who ran for president and lost, and then suddenly, like three days later, his hair is all fucked up and he's pumping gas into his own car. Well, yeah, except uh, there's a new twist to that story, and that is right after that that photo uh, went public, uh, Bolsonaro checked himself into a Florida hospital uh, experiencing discomfort from a previous stab wound, or so he claims. Discomfort, Bob. From mm. a previous stab wound, had to go to the hospital um, right at the time that Brazil is asking that he be extradited back to Brazil. Yeah. So uh, this is a, another. Uh, we've seen this tactic before uh, by uh, defendants who have committed horrible crimes, and that is uh, becoming very ill. Their their health becoming very fragile, and they can't be moved from their hospital. Yeah. Uh, that you know that's where Bolsonaro thinks he's headed with this. By the way. If you're a defeated former dictator, uh, come to Florida. Uh, this is where Florida is the defeated dictator state, and uh, s- someday DeSantis will be among them. But they're all going to live here, so uh, I couldn't I couldn't be more proud. You know, I love this state in spite of the a holes, and and I don't know if any of this is fixable, but I, I still love the palms and the beaches and uh, you know I, uh, well so I, do I they that's why they go I, there I, I love this place too much to surrender it to them i'm not <laughs> yeah. they're not they're not getting rid of me yet yeah well just because they're dictators doesn't mean they hate palm trees they, they love right. pa- i yeah. mean ever who doesn't love a palm tree for god's sake well yeah. Yeah. which aren't really trees by the way they're kind of grass oh Thank I, you. I had no idea are the, you serious the more you, you're the more putting you me know. on i think no, you're making that up they're, okay. they're not really trees okay <laughs> the more you know <laughs> 
Thank you. Um, so Tucker Carlson naturally and predictably defended the insurrectionist once again on, on his show last night. Of course. I haven't confirmed this, but I would guess that Glenn Greenwald was involved in everything because Greenwald lives in Brazil. So mm-hmm. I th- would think that Greenwald was part of Tucker Carlson's whining about all of this. But regardless, Tucker said, consider what is happening tonight in Brazil. Thanks to what was very clearly a rigged election, a convicted criminal, Lula da Silva, is now the president of the most important country in South America. Millions of people in Brazil understand exactly what happened. They know that their democracy has been hijacked, possibly forever. That is such fucking projection and gaslighting. It is insane. It is over-the-top insane. He continued by saying, so yesterday in frustration, a group of Brazilian protesters swarmed their legislature, he said, before playing a montage of the mayhem. What's happened in Brazil is likened to January 6th, he continued. And of course, populist leaders in this country are being blamed for it. Yeah, because there's blame to go around. I mean, Steve Bannon has been, his videos have been played repeatedly. He's appeared in Brazil consulting with these people. And so, of course, uh, they're being blamed. And, oh, it was Trump and Steve Bannon who did it. That's not true, Tucker said. But even if it were true, it would be just the tail end of the story. It'd be the result of something that happened before. The obvious question is, why are protesters in Brazil so angry? (laughs) Thank you, Tucker. The host went on to allege that Lula has eliminated their most basic civil liberties, though he did not explain how. No, no because, because he it doesn't ha- have because, to. Yeah, it hasn't been done. It hasn't happened. Yeah, there yeah. are there are eerie differences. It was frightening to a lot of us to see uh, the similarities uh, visually mm-hmm. of what happened in Brazil and, and on the ninth, and what happened here on the sixth uh, two years ago. Yeah, but uh, there are differences. Uh, Bolsonaro did step down, did engage in a peaceful transfer of power, did concede uh, defeat. Uh, So uh, there are some differences. In many ways, uh, what Trump did was worse. And uh, Rachel last night ran down what seemed, I didn't count them, it seemed like a half a dozen capital attacks in states and countries around the world. Yeah, uh, Germany. that That have happened since January 6th. The United States, uh, that that shining city on the hill, set this example. This, the United States, with the January sixth uh, attack on the Capitol, uh, inspired many more. I mean, uh, there's been an exponential increase in attacks on capitals since the January sixth in the U.S. We made it okay. And, and we, we carry some blame and responsibility for that. And it's a very sad state. It's a, We're the banana republic in that regard. Yeah, yeah. We're exporting insurrection now. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. the United States does. Obviously not the only thing it does, and there are plenty of good people still here. Right. But one of the things that we have done since January 6th, since the Donald Trump big lie, since this plot to overthrow the election, which, honest to God, began almost a year before the election, Right. Uh, with the Barisma Hunter Biden, can you do me a favor, please? Nonsense. And so uh, this is something that we now send to other countries. This is the example that we set. You know, this is the problem. In, in addition to threatening democracy in the United States, 
other burgeoning democracies, fledgling democracies, look to the United States as an example for how to do things because we've been successful at it more or less for a long period of time relative to history. So in that regard, it doesn't surprise me that Brazil would engage in this sort of thing. Well, the United States is doing it and that's part of democracy, so we'll do it here. Not realizing, or maybe realizing, I mean, obviously, we're talking about fascists here who have no respect for what democracy actually is, being fooled into thinking that what they're doing is actually the democratic process when it's absolutely not. My question is, will George Santos be on the same plane that deports Bolsonaro? (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. Oh, shit. Well, uh, meantime, uh, amazing announcement here. This is good news. California Congresswoman Katie Porter has announced her intentions to run for the U.S. Senate on behalf of that state. This according to newsman Buzz Burbank. Yeah. (laughs) She'll try to unseat Dianne Feinstein, who's refusing to retire. Not because uh, Feinstein is old, but because there's evidence she is not as mentally sharp as perhaps we would need yeah. in, a rep- in, a, in, a, in a senator there. Uh, and, and you know what? This Katie Porter thing, I, I mean, it's a done deal. She's got the job. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. There are people supporting her from all over the country, so she'll do very well. And this is just one piece of good news lately that we've gotten. Yeah. And, and we've gotten a lot of it. And uh, it, it, back to the beginning of the show, when Bob mentioned uh, the coming indictments, that's part of the good news, too, mm-hmm. because... There's more evidence every day about that. Absolutely. And there's plenty of good news still to come. I know we didn't mention a whole lot of good news today, but that's just the nature of how <laughs> that's us. things yeah. yes, that's, uh, that's where we're, that's where our heads are right now. Uh, but we you know we do try to maintain some sort of focus on uh, the good things that are happening. And Katie right. Porter is a rock star. That photo of her reading that book what is it what was the name of the book how not to give a fuck or (laughs) the art the art of not giving a fuck yeah Yeah, there you go yeah she was reading that on the floor of the house while everything was happening while they were beating each other up while the republicans (laughs) were pummeling each other uh katie porter's just sitting there casually reading a book and wearing a matching blouse that of course same color as the cover of the book she's just the best i would love to see her become senator and then president Lots more to come on the Big Shatter Docket podcast on our Patreon page. So if you like what you just heard, make sure to go to patreon.com slash Show. We got another 20 minutes or so of additional show that we throw up onto the, uh, we vomit onto the Patreon page. <laughs> I said throw up onto the Patreon. No, we don't throw up on the Patreon page. We put a great show called the Shatter Docket on the Patreon we page. Do. There's dancing. <laughs> America's Kids Got Dancing. Right. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, Diamond and Silk, of course. Ah, yes. Uh, Plus, I've got an update on the Joe Walsh situation. Uh, Marjorie Sporkfoot in the news, of course. And Paul Gosar versus John Fugelsang. I'll mention that maybe. And (laughs) the nexus of Journey the Rock Band. Journey. Mm, Wow, that's a lot of stuff. And Donald Trump. We'll get to maybe half of it coming up on the Shadow Nugget. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. See you over there, folks. Bye. (laughs) 